out there in Star Wars, it's time for another episode of Star Wars All In, the show that goes all in on that galaxy far, far away. We're going to talk about concepts, characters, places, things, but mostly time in this particular episode. I'm here with my fellow historian, Ross. Mac, it is great to be back this week. We have had a few weeks of uh, weird upheaval. Both of our lives have had a lot of changes, some good, some bad, some unexpected. Uh, And here we are back in the Star Wars All-In studio, starting 2022 off strong, really cranking out another year of the pandemic here. We are going to keep the content coming. Yes. And what we're going to do first is as we've made somewhat a tradition in the last two years. We are going to talk about what happened in the year that has gone by and speculate about what's happening in the year to come. It's fun because we don't get to speculate very often. No, 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 no. We usually keep that for the appendices at the yeah. end and uh, try to keep it. 2022, keep it the canon. year of speculation. Oh, yeah. We're going to get stupid this year. It's going to be great. It's and it's going to be great. great discussing 2021 and 2022 with you right after this. end of the year talking about 2021 in star wars some call it 2020 junior or 2022 the revenge um it's uh it it was um it's a slightly better year it's a new year it is a new that's how i'm gonna look it's a different year. It was a different year than 2020. And we did get some really good Star Wars in 2021. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about right now is kind of what happened in the year past yeah. in the land of Star Wars. And I think we have to start the conversation with the High Republic. I mean, it really did kick off 2021 strong for us. And the High Republic is something that we both have a mixed amount of exposure to. Yes. Um, the High Republic is one of those things that I think among you know us the people who are obviously listening to this show the people who are you know more heavily invested in star wars than your average you know um person would be uh your norms really have jumped into the high republic and have and have really started to enjoy you know earlier in the year we talked a little bit about starlight beacon and light of the jedi Mm -hmm. and how much um you know i'll speak for myself how much i really really enjoyed that book oh gosh uh and it really really struck out uh struck a chord with me um Obviously, there was other great stuff in the first phase, the first part of the first phase of the High Republic. <laughs> and then we had Wave 2 come out with the Rising Storm. Um, and then technically in 2022, but, you know, just four days after the turn, we had the Fallen Star, the right. final book in phase three come out. So we really have had um, the first whole part of the High Republic now. Yeah, the first arc. Yeah, and it's really, really great to see it expand and pick up steam. I mean, the the adult books continue to be bestsellers when they Mm -hmm. come out, and uh, they continue to have all of these different versions of books, of the books released, you know, different exclusive versions and stuff all throughout the world. So it's really nice to see them doing well. You know, if if the High Republic had come out 
and really, you know, hit the ground and stalled, mm-hmm. we might not have even gotten this far. But yet here we are about to enter phase <laughs> two. And, and I, it's it's great. I'm having a great time. I am not completely caught up, but I've had fun with everything I've read so far. And and it's worked out pretty well. I hope this is sort of the pace they keep is like every year-ish is a phase. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, what do we have? We had three waves, right? Yeah. Three of these release kind of bursts that were yeah. spread over six or And some the weeks. comics in between it all. Right. The and comics the, have continued. And the two, yeah, the two comic book runs just sort of weaving all around. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's been really good. It's been a great introduction. I'm very curious to see, because one thing I found very strange about the High Republic is how much it has moved. Like, phase one has been, a lot has happened. And I'm not going to go yeah. to spoilers per se, but like, for me, one of the craziest things is like, we have, uh, we've had like three major new antagonists show up. And I'm like, who is the, is there a big bad? Like, who's the main villain? And I'm like, I think it's all of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, it's been kind of surprising to see sort of the, the ebbs and flows yeah. of where different stories are taking place. Cause also yeah. we're, we're about a year in continuity. Like, isn't it like. It's a handful actually, of months between some yeah, of the, the different it is, movements, for but sure. I actually don't know. You're I'm, farther ahead than I am. I was gonna say I'm gonna th- I, I'm gonna say I feel it's like anywhere from like nine to fourteen months of time has quote unquote elapsed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the storyline up to now. Um, yeah, I have and, no idea. And it's also and also like I said, I've seen some some teasers, especially from um, the second adult book, where they sort of hint at like. I guess the best way to put it is the dark side kind of menace in the background of this, which isn't really a person per se. It's, it's, it's more of a, a looming dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very curious to see where they go with that. Um, but then you've got, you know, um, y- you've got, it's just very interesting to see where it goes. Cause again, it's moved really, really fast. And I'm curious to see if it slows down and lingers a little bit more. Or one other big thing that happened with the high Republic this year was they also announced how it is continually to spread out into the, for lack of a better term, the extended universe spaces mm-hmm. in the sense of, yes, there's not really a TV show or a movie that's come out or, or, or you know, the acolytes coming, but we don't know what it's about, really. Yeah. Um, they announced Eclipse. I was gonna, Yeah, we do have. So we're going to have a game that's very narrative focused based on the company they hired to do it um, that's set in the High Republic. But when you watch that trailer, it seems pretty clear to me not exactly the same time in the High Republic that we are in the novels and books and things right now. It seems a lot closer to maybe where that alkalite is going to take place, or at least from what we assume, because we see Trade Federation ships and we see yeah. other things in that trailer. Yeah. Yeah, because the High Republic ends with the fall of the Republic era, which begins somewhere around episode one. It, yeah. it, we, it hasn't been clearly defined enough of whether that's like 50 years, 100 years, two <laughs> like yeah, it could the, be anywhere the, the in there. blockade of naboo ends the era of the high republic we don't know yeah so it'll be interesting to see that and and it makes me curious with the books and stuff of are they rushing to like by the time we're done with the high republic is it going to be a 200 year span of time we've filled in with these stories going from the starlight beacon all the way to episode one and filling in various time points across that entire spectrum of 
it would be very interesting to see. You know, we've we've seen already many masters lost and their apprentices continue on in their stead, you know, in the High Republic. And so the idea of lineage in Star Wars, you know, one of the things that I think excited us the most, you know, growing up watching Star Wars was, oh my gosh, so this guy taught Obi-Wan and then he was taught by this guy who was mm-hmm. taught by Yoda. And like, you know, understanding that hierarchy um, is something that I think as Star Wars fans, we always have been interested in and, and mm-hmm. appreciated. And so this is a really interesting way to do it if that's what they choose to do is to fill in, you know, a hundred plus year gap in the course of maybe three to four years of publishing. And I think one of the interesting things about what they set up is they have this really wide, deep cast of characters that they've introduced across the various medias and properties and can absolutely see stories about legacy characters, like the Padawan of some of our, our Padawans now, like, Um, and them growing up and then training their own apprentices and moving forward like that. Cause I, I'd love I, to see it, yeah. I would be very surprised if Eclipse slash Acolyte doesn't involve legacies we already know, you know, connected, yeah. connected characters to this 200 mm-hmm. years ago block of time we're in mm-hmm. right now. Um, there's also chances we'll see as we get further along that timeline, start to see characters pop up. We already know. I mean, we've already seen uh, Yoda and Opa Rancisus and Yarl Poof and some of these other Jedi that have longer lifespans. You know, eventually we'll start to see a young Wygon come in at some point. You know, we'll see a um, uh, what the heck's Cal's master's name? I can't remember the Lissat. Um uh, I want to say Joris, and obviously that's not right, but it's something right. like that, right? Isn't it? It is Loden. No, that's I'm thinking of Loden. That's Great High Storm. Republic. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, um, you know, uh, we'll start to see. I know it's driving me nuts too because we just talked about it, but we'll see. And I literally just played that game again. No, no, but it, uh, it, you're right. I'm sorry, brain was on a different wavelength. Uh, it is like, it is like Joris or something like because it's not it's Joris Kaboth, but it's like it's close. Anyway, doesn't it doesn't matter. I'm embarrassed that I can't remember. You, you keep talking amongst yourself. Okay. I, I'll go fact you, check You that. let me know. So anyway, anyway, we are eventually, if we stick with the higher public long enough, going to see some of these characters come in. Um, while we're talking about Star Wars Eclipse, it is probably worth mentioning uh, because we, we definitely believe in everybody's uh, voices being heard here that uh, there is a pretty large Twitter campaign around the hashtag Blackout Star Wars Eclipse if you haven't seen that or know anything about that, um, mm-hmm. it's essentially in response to um, uh, Quantic Dreams. The the Quantic Dreams making... has been a very problematic. Well, let, let's be yeah, Mac. You can probably speak let, to let, it a little let's... bit better than I do. But... All right, let's set the stage real quick. Uh, video games are a toxic industry. Yep. Um, video games in France are an exceptionally toxic industry at the moment, with Ubisoft dealing with a whole rush of um, uh, sexual harassment, pay inequality. Um, Crunch, well, Ubisoft's not as bad on Crunch as most companies, but like it's a mess over there. And I think a lot of the protections in France are different, some better, some worse. They are different types yeah. of cultures and reactions to this. Uh, Quantic Dream was really put through the ringer when kind of the story started coming out about its last release, Detroit um, Stay Human. Like, what what the developers did to their staff during the course of it. And a lot of people have been shouting to shut it down ever since then. And I don't think that's an unreasonable position considering some of the severity that was coming out of that. 
Um, and Eclipse is being actually produced by a second team of theirs. So there is a possibility that this is a team formed in the aftermath of that. Um, it's not different than there's all these terrible, uh, you know, allegations and, and we've hearing horror stories coming out of Activision Blizzard. But if you really like Overwatch, it seems like those were the good kids in the bad school. Like, so there is a possibility that might be the case. But for a lot of people, we have come too far for the video game industry to not grow the hell up and act like adults and professionals and not this boys club with the slimy girls not allowed kind of it's a very toxic culture that really really needs to grow up and be not a bad frat house and quantic dream is a very tip of the spear of like that is an easy slam dunk it's pretty hard to defend that anyone there at the time was a good actor so while i'm somewhat willing to give a little bit of benefit of the doubt of this seems like a different team than the central team that made those. And so it could just be, that's the name above the door and they may not be the problematic people, but the air of caution is completely justified. It's just something worth mentioning. We are still years away from the game and there will be a lot more about it and about, uh, the development the, of it and, and you know and it'll be an interesting full, ride anything is possible and it's a full chance it will not come out between quantic dream and <laughs> stuff like that because some other people have been saying that this game was prematurely announced and the reason for that is because quantic dream wants to not go out of business so they're announcing their project to encourage investment in their company even though they may not have anything really ready to go because they showed that and you saw some, you know, um, not gameplay, but you saw some really good visuals. And you're like, okay, I think I get a feel for what this game is. And then they announced like, oh, this game's at least three years out. And everyone's like, that didn't look like it was three years out. And which is that dissonance is making a lot of people think that this isn't like a pre-alpha state um, as far as planning goes. And that maybe Quantum Dreams doesn't have anything behind the curtain. <laughs> Well, that's interesting because Disney never announces anything until it's ready. Weird. They didn't used to. Uh, they used to be. <laughs> uh, we used to be a lot better about that. Is maybe a better way to say yeah. that. I mean, let's be honest. We we've had um, what was the what was the one Pixar that got canceled that was about a blue parrot before Rio came out. Oh yeah, I don't remember. Uh, there was also Newt was one they announced that never yeah, came out. Newt like, never came out. So anyway, like Disney's done some of that, but like when it comes to Star Wars, I, I guess the whole thing about it is. Full disclosure, um, video games are a very toxic industry. I also have very little like control over that with even my purchasing habits. So I'm just happy to hear about a new Star Wars game, and I would be lying if I didn't say I want to see it before I decide if I want to boycott it or not. <laughs> um, that may be a little bit shallow on my part, but like, I really like Star Wars games, and EA didn't produce a whole lot of them. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Star Wars games, we didn't really have any uh, Star Wars game releases this year. I think the only one... Oh, no, that was an announcement. That'll be in next yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, nothing. It's we had the another... Old Republic celebrated its one-year anniversary, mm. and they're having an expansion coming out. But their expansion didn't come out on the one-year anniversary, which is where I got confused. But whole, I'm sorry, not one year. What am I talking about? Ten years. I was going to say. <laughs> it's been running since 2011, which is ridiculous. 
but I'm glad it is still chugging along. We also yeah. got the announcement for the Knights of the Old Republic remake. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, a PlayStation and PC exclusive. It'll be interesting to see if it's a straight remake, if they turn it into more of a, you know, an action game, if they if they give you options, if they change the story. We have no idea. But that's people exciting. are excited. People are excited. I'm excited because I have started the game about four times, but never finished it, as we talked about. Yeah, and so uh, basically in calendar year 2021, Ubisoft announced a new Star Wars game. We heard the Quantic Dream is a new new one. And like you said, we know that Aspire is working on a remake of Knights of the Republic. So that is three more games. Um, so that equals how many EA brought out, not including mobile. <laughs> yes. And uh, who knows? You know, maybe we will get a Battlefront 3. EA is rumored to be working on other projects. But it is nice that the license is not exclusive anymore. I agree. Quite nice, because uh, more content will always be better. There are rumors about new Rogue Squadron games and all kinds of stuff. So, Oh, I'm sorry. Four games. They released Squadrons. I forgot. Was that this year? No. No, 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 no. But Squadrons came out. So yes. that's four total games yes. EA put out on AAA. And that was uh, 2020. That was like End October, of 2020. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. I remember that. It's very good. Yeah, it made me motion sick. I'm expecting that they're going to build upon that only because they didn't have DLC plans and that thing I think did way better than they thought it was going to do. Um, so we'll see what happens. I really with that. should play that. It's good. I mean, I did, but I just poof, did not last long. We'll just throw you in VR and then oh, yeah, you'll just great. puke until your stomach's empty and then, and then, I can't then puke you, anymore. you can't puke anymore. That's, hey, if you're willing to do it, I'm willing to do it. Um, let me just go put some tarps down. Yeah, you get a trash can without any holes and I'll be there. <laughs> All uh, right. So we had some TV shows. Yes, for Star did. Wars in 2021, we had The Bad Batch season one, new animated wow. show, like a full show, like a full season, and what not a good eight one. episodes. Wow, what a good oh, one! We had fun with it, right? We both, I think, I think, got more out of it than we expected. I think the thing that impressed me the most was, I think we talked about the fact that I expected it to start like, oh, it may start on Order 66 or thereafter, and then we're gonna probably leap forward in time. No, I love the fact we are just spending like. The weeks after the Empire mm-hmm. is formed. We're seeing the Empire rise it's for great. real. And we're having fun with it, I think, for sure. Oh, yeah. And I think I think it also is showing just, again, how good Lucasfilm animation is at telling stories. Because some of the heaviest hitting, like, like dramatic beats in Star Wars this year were happening in that show. It is surprising how much... They're drawing characters out of, you know, a group of people who are technically the exact same person. <laughs> it really is. Um, and I and I think the thing about the Bad Batch that we have to look forward to is it really does feel like season one ended and said, OK, here are our characters. Here is the stage. We have set this up. And now it feels like in season two, we are going to move forward in a new way, um, maybe with new types of stories, you know, maybe a little bit of a bigger scope, the same way Rebels did in its second season. Mm -hmm. So I think season two is shaping up to be better than the first. Uh, I assume we're going to get that soon, but we'll talk about that more as we go. Yeah, and we also, it was nice because it's bridged to, um, you know, the other big show that started this year, which is Book of Boba Fett. And yeah. especially having the nice little stitch in there of, I probably screwed up again, Fennec Shan? Fennec Shan, you nailed Good. it. I nailed it that time. I didn't say Shennec Fan. Yeah. Uh, like You're I usually better. do. You're um, better. Nam Ming Wen loves you. Rise of the Skywalker? Oh, God, Rise no. of Skywalker. No. And, um, the Rise of Skywalker. The the Ming stitch Nam that I, I like is like, yeah. you get to see this person when they're like a 20-something, mm-hmm. and now we see them after 30 years of running this life. Master Assassin now. It's more really masterer cool. than before. Well, 
training up to full-blown assassin from Bounty Hunter? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, whatever, interchangeable. You're a young kid. You, you don't have job titles yet. You're just you're just <laughs> you haven't in junior management yet. Um, but Book of Boba Fett, uh, it's been it's been cool to see the first real official spin-off of The Mandalorian and what is live action Star Wars feel like in a different context, which yeah. it is a definitely a bit of a different show than the Mandal um the Mandalorian, but it's been it's cool to have more Star Wars. I'm always going to say yes to more Star Wars. It is cool to have more Star Wars. And that really leads me into my main point about the book of Boba Fett here. Because, you know, it's straddling this line between 2021 and 2022. So we'll get yes. to talk about it in both segments here a little bit. But basically, the thing about Book of Boba Fett that is exciting to me mm-hmm. is Book of Boba Fett is another attempt at what we were promised with Rogue One and Solo and anthology yes. films. Mm-hmm. Mandalorian is regardless of how I feel about the overall scope of it. Like, I mean, obviously we like it. We know we like it, but it is something newer than book of Boba Fett, even though it is still straddling the line between nostalgia and new, right? Yeah. Yeah. Book of Boba Fett is what fans said they wanted. Just like Rogue One, just like Solo, in my opinion, yeah. Book of Boba Fett is, yes, we want to know more about the characters we already want to know. We want to fill in cracks that we didn't already have filled in. And there is nothing wrong with that. I love that as a Star Wars fan. Yeah. My only apprehension around the whole thing, and this is really not even for me personally, because I'm loving it uh, so far, Book of mm-hmm. Boba Fett. I'm worried because I see so much commotion about, well, this felt like a boring episode. This oh, felt like f- a, a pointless episode. And let's just like the killer, no filler argument. We, yeah. And like, we're we discussed that before. We've discussed it. And with book of Boba Fett, I guess my point is that's what this show is. That's what any of these things are going to be. Unless you let them explore new characters it's going to feel like filler to a certain extent. It's going to feel or, like it's not them trying to do some world-changing I, thing yeah. and just rob a train. Like, that is the story. Not every story is going to be this big galaxy-defining moment. Right. And it's frustrating to hear people say, yeah, that episode's fine, but, like, why well, couldn't it have been more? Why couldn't there have been more? It's just like... I think for us, it's, it's the discourse we heard after Solo, where pretty much everyone was curious about solo beforehand unless you had just signed the band star wars forever ever petitions after last jedi which that's your own prerogative that's fine (laughs) um you weren't really evaluating whether you wanted to see solo you just saw star wars in the box and gave it the double deuce and walked away because you're a fan clearly well in that respect i'm okay with it because at that point you were renouncing your fandom because you were just saying it's i'm so mad at star wars i don't want to see solo like i'm I would not make that choice. I would not want you to make that choice, but that is a choice that can be made, and it's logical. Sure. Emotionally driven, but logical that, that, well, no different than what we just said. If you look at the Quantic Dream thing, and you're disgusted by the company's past behaviors, and you say, I'm not going to buy that game, I will respect the snot out of you. Don't get mad at me if it looks like a really good game and I buy into it. That is not me condoning terrible work conditions, necessarily. It's complicated. Global logistics and capitalism are very hard. Anyway, but to the point with uh, Solo, like a lot of people were curious about Solo. We love Solo, make Solo 2 happen, um, which we might get some of that in, in some of you these spinoffs know. things. You never know. Um, but the one thing I would say about it is I remember the most, I, I don't want 
the most disappointing discourse after that was like, oh, that's what the Kessel Run is? I didn't really need to know that. And I go, well, yeah, that's the, the whole point is, is this, is, like you said, this is filling in something we already can get the A to B to. He did the Kessel Run. It was impressive. Hence, he has a reputation. Like, we already knew that from the throwaway line in New Hope. Expanding on that is going to show young man does something impressive that gives him a reputation. Of course, that's what's going to happen. But like, to me, it's like, it's no different than during the Clone Wars, the clones will have a war. Yes, that's what happens between <laughs> episode two and three. There's a lot of great, some of my favorite stories in all of, literally my favorite story in all of Star Wars takes place between episode two and three. Did it need to be told? Heck no. Is it my favorite story in Star Wars? Yes, I love the Mortis Trilogy to death. Um, but it's it's the same thing I saw after Solo where basically the answer didn't equal what some ex people's expectation were. And I think it's what you said of like, well, if we stay within the lines of your expectations for these characters and we don't change so much that they're like, how did this person become the Han Solo we met in the Tatooine Cantina? Like we, we need to know what that clear arc feels like. We can only change the character so much. And you're going to have people that agree with that and people who don't agree with that. Um, like, for instance, the most malign thing I think comes out of Solo is, so wait, his last name is some Imperial officer off the top of his head, giving him like an Ellis Island last name because he doesn't have one. Yeah, too bad that doesn't echo reality. No one has a last name like that ever in the history of the world, especially not Americans. We don't understand that. You know, I, hey, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, I'm like, it, it's a different culture. And I, to me, I thought the solo thing, I think that's great. But that's because when you make something mundane, I love it because it makes it feel more realistic to me. Of like, his name Solo is just some Imperial officer just having to fill out a form. That's great. I love that. Right. Or the thing we talked about in Solo, I love the most, which was the fact of like, no, 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 no. If we round down <laughs> and the fact that his great triumph isn't even really what we thought it was, it's it's really not. And that's great. Um, but I understand people don't like that. And I think that's what you're seeing in Book of Boba Fett is this is a slower paced, more methodical drawing of the characters as you like to malign with me all the time. Finally, introducing the character of Boba Fett yes. that other than a few Clone Wars episodes doesn't really exist. Right. Which I and turning him into something new. With. Um, well, and, and, and also building upon things we know. And I think what's cool about it so far is they are building on the things that everybody knows. There hasn't been like a one percenter for Mac who's read every Boba Fett piece of fiction written before 2015. It, it hasn't been that celebration. I am disappointed that canonically Dengar cannot have Boba Fett be his best man at his wedding because he didn't save him from the Sarlacc pit. But, you know, we live, we learn, we move on. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the I think the weirdest thing about Book of Boba Fett is Mando had very rounded episodes. And this is definitely more modern television serialization. It'll be interesting to see once we get it like three or four episodes in. Because uh, well, only because I really feel like episodes one and two are one episode that they cut in half. It so it'll could be, be that. interesting to see how episode three, four. Just, a, a great way to put it is I just finished Hawkeye, um, the, the new Marvel film. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad I did it the way I did it 
because I was so crazy, hectic, busy. Um, cause December was a big month for me. Yeah. We both had wild Decembers. We, we had wild Decembers. Um, yeah. Uh, you may have noticed the like three episodes we didn't get to produce. Um, <laughs> but I watched Hawkeye basically in two nights. Yeah. And that felt like a six hour movie to me. Yeah. Like there wasn't really, like there are parts where I'm like, man, I'm glad I didn't have to wait a week to get to that. And not that, not that that's bad it. television, but it. like. I already, like you said, these first two episodes of Boba Fett, which are the only ones we're going to talk about right now, um, the first two are stitched together in a way that feels, like you said, that this could have originally been just one episode. If it hadn't been for the length of episode two, I would put money on that had what happened. Now I'm a little more unsure, but still. But more importantly, I feel like they wrote a story they wanted to tell, and then they figured out where the right breakpoints were for it. Whereas Mandalorian... You can kind of feel the way they make them with like different directors mm-hmm. and sometimes slightly different writing teams. Like yeah. these are episodic and I don't mean episodic in the traditional like TV sense. I mean, episodic is in the old serials. Yes. This is a three act play. And then there's another three act play after that. And then there's another three act play after that. Like they're a little more compartmentalized. And I think that's made the discourse around Mando a lot different yeah. um, than what we're getting with Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, but either way, we have new live action Star Wars and it, Which is it looks as good as anything we've been getting in the sense of like, I love the fact of this volume thing works. You can make Star Wars on TV yeah. budgets and that's rad. And I love the fact that we're also getting to a point where they're making things, some in the volume, some on full set, some in animation. Mm-hmm. Like they're willing to experiment and try different things and not just say we're doing everything in the volume from now on. May get to that point eventually. Um, I just want to come back talking about oh, yeah, TV yeah, shows sorry. to what you said about Marvel really quickly. Um, isn't it interesting? Because it's going to relate to Star Wars here in a second. Isn't <laughs> okay. this interesting that Hawkeye and Falcon feel like movies made into TV shows, mm-hmm. whereas Loki and WandaVision are very clearly like these are TV shows? I would think that I think WandaVision has a very similar energy to the Mandalorian, uh, partially because of the decade breaks every episode where, again, a rounded, self-contained story that ends on something that you want to learn more about next week, but not not it cathartically ends each episode before asking a new question or adding a cliffhanger. Right. Loki to me is like the most baseline. This is what Mac considers a TV show. Here's a whole episode with a lot that's going on, a lot of interesting things, but you reach a point where you're ready for next week. You know, it's, it's episodic in a, in a kind of healthy way, not in a, Oh, I, I guess I have to wait till next week to get the ending to this episode where like you said, Falcon and Hawkeye all feel like a giant movie and I'm just taking potty breaks in yep. between each episode. Yep. And again, all of those are great like ways it. to That's run how, a railroad. Yeah, that was yeah. going to be my point. And what I was leading to is I am excited for when we get to the point of, I, I think 2022 might be it, or at yeah. least might be the start of oh, the, I think so. the avalanche of where we are going to have that same experience of this one is a movie. This one is a TV show. And even though they're all airing on Disney plus, they feel a little bit different. And yes, so much of what I just said and what Mac and I are just talking about is just old men having trouble letting go of, you know, the things we grew up with tell serialized sure. television, like, like to a certain extent, you know, someone who's 10 years younger than us may not see it that way, but that's how I'm processing well, it. And so that's why I'm talking about it that way. I think the bigger thing with, with us is just getting frustrated with the fact of like, 
television shows are made in far less episodes budgets than they used to be. And if you're complaining yeah. about killer, no filler, then man, you could not have survived watching Lost or Heroes. <laughs> or the Heroes Do- is a or, great or, example. Or, or even oh, like... Oh, we survived even, through four seasons of that. Even like Sopranos and stuff, like the, yeah. the dawn of this yeah. current serialized yeah. television, like those episode orders were 20 per season. Not all of them are going to be real weight-bearing episodes. They can't be. Yep. Um, so like for me, it's one of those things of like, what we're getting is we are getting quality, not quantity in the sense of like, even if you go like, I don't know, this is kind of killer. Like, like the classic one is, is, is that episode two or three of Mando season two, the the ice planet, right? That's the ultimate one. I'm like, but they had an entirely new biome that you had never seen before. They had two X wings, like from a production standpoint, it was an insanely ambitious episode as far as what they were doing, what you were seeing on the screen. But we're so numb, I think, to like CGI and the way we do that stuff that people aren't appreciating the caliber of movie style quality visuals you are getting per episode of these TV shows. And that's why they're six episode seasons and not 18, 23 seasons because we are packing so much production per episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a really big fan of like eight to 12 episodes a season. I really think that's the sweet spot. Japan had it right. I am a big fan of Japan basically or has series in three forms, 13, one episode, one season shows 26 episodes, episode two season shows or two seasons of 26 for a total of 52. Like that's all they make anime in. Those are the, well, and the last one, which is shows that will never die. Like one piece, you know, and Naruto, like, yes, there are shows that will never die, but most shows come in these kind of preformed, like again, segments. And I'm like, that always feels right to me. I always feel like I've got enough story for one season. I can walk away and come back to another season. I feel after 26 episodes, I've had a good beginning, middle and an end. Yeah. Like, and of course, so much that depends on episode length, right? Well, in Japan, they're half an hour pretty much locked because animation's expensive, but (laughs) right, 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 right. Of course. Like I, how should I put this? I'm glad that every single Boba episode, every single Mando episode isn't exactly 30 minutes or exactly an hour. I don't mind that one week is 34, the next week is 46. Like, I don't mind that bouncing around. Yeah. And I think that is an an advantage to this new form of television. And I I enjoy that. And I think that we've established our ground rules in the sense of you can't be less than, like, 30-ish minutes of content. Yeah, it feels and weird. And you really you're... can't go over an hour either. Uh, because one of the things that I definitely have noticed is a trend I do not like is as movies have come home more often, directors are not getting reined in to edit their movies down appropriately. And now, like, you know, three and a half hour, four hour movies are regular. And I go, that's not a movie. Just go make your TV show. <laughs> Well, and that comes back to the the old men in us, right? Of like of that of that definition, and well, obviously you, we do not want movie theaters and movies to end. Well, but more importantly, four hours is not a one sitting thing. I know where is that line, right? Because That's, now with like because like Spider Man No Way Home two forty five, right? You've yeah. got obviously End Game like three hours two minutes or whatever. So like right. we're skirting that three hour line. But it's funny you bring this up because just a few days ago, my wife and I watched Titanic. Oh yeah, which and is that's a stupidly my, long movie. <laughs> it's my first time sitting down watching it the whole way through ever. Oh, I, isn't that crazy? Right, that is crazy. I know, right? 
Um, holds up well, eight out of ten. Um, but <laughs> in all seriousness, like th- that movie, what three hours twenty minutes or whatever, yeah. the longest movie probably most people who saw it will ever see in theaters, right? Like, when was the last time well, a movie that there, crossed three hours fifteen minutes? I would say there, there's in that theaters? whole class of what are the epics, right. right? So around that time, what was like Titanic was like, you also had like Gettysburg had come out, mm-hmm. which was another super mm-hmm. long one. Braveheart. Braveheart. Patriot. Pa- but none of those are quite as long. If I, let's. Gettysburg is about that Well, long, Gettysburg but, but, is a, but is Gettysburg is, yes. Gettysburg is a movie that people didn't see like they saw Titanic. That's fair uh, too. Lord of, the, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King is oh, way around Oh, that's a good there. modern example. But still, that's 2003. I guess maybe modern. And then again, the you get to Endgame. Years. Endgame is our our current sort of the version. Patriot came out in two thousand. Yeah, we're old. Do, but Again, no, to you, me it feels like it should be older than don't, that. Don't, don't you remember us yelling at the clouds because we're old men? We are. Like, but just to just to put it into perspective, Patriot two hours forty five minutes. Yes. Braveheart three hours on the nose. Yes. Titanic. I I'll look it up, but I'm pretty for me, positive it's like for me a movie should be three hours minus credits. If your credits take you over the line because credits are like twelve to twenty minutes now. Yeah. That's fine. But, like, and I guess the re- real reason for me, like, because in Return of the King and Endgame, both of those, though Endgame was immaculately paced. I still can't believe that movie is as long as it is. Yeah, but, it goes so fast. But if you're going to do that, you got to bring back the intermission. I'm a huge fan of make movies an hour longer, make movies four hours, and give us an intermission. Because I fan. think I could be wrong. I want to say it's Dr. Shivago from, like, 78. I think it's like the last major movie I can think of that had an intermission. Yeah. And because the blockbuster megaplex kind of like formula of movie theaters mm-hmm. that came up after like Exorcist and Jaws sort of got away from that because mm-hmm. it became this machine of we show these movies. You know, it's not like we have two screenings at the end of the night. Like we play them all day. We right. want to turn as many as out. But like three hours, like most people need to pee. Right. Yeah. Like. And again, if you're at home, that's fine. That's why they're creeping up to four hours now. Like, I mean, the Zack Snyder cut can't really be played in a theater without an intermission. Yeah. Um, not that it was really attempted, but uh, fair. But it is weird. Again, once you have like a four hour and 20 minute movie, like, say, kind of like Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. And then you look at Hawkeye, like you add up the running time. How how far off are we from each other at mm-hmm. this point? So mm-hmm. it's an interesting way the whole medium is changing. And I'm very curious to see as we remind ourselves what our podcast's main subject is. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens as far as length and stuff goes with our well, future Star Wars films. It's interesting. And the reason, so the reason to now kind of put a bow on all of this and bring it back to Star Wars, as you said, is The Mandalorian is a TV show. Yes. Right? You could say, yes, this could be a movie, whatever. But the book of Boba Fett, so far. It's hard to say, but so far feels like a movie, yes. right? And I know, once again, we're putting these ridiculous, arbitrary, yeah, arbitrary personal belief labels well, on it. I think it's more... But of a, it's you... interesting to see it unfold. And as we look forward to things like Kenobi, which I assume will feel like a movie, and things like you The know, Bad Batch, which is obviously going to feel like a TV show, we're going to start having that same weird, wavy distinction in Star Wars, where these TV shows that feel like maybe they should have been a movie, or movies that feels like they should have been TV shows, like Solo. You know and I mean? not to say any of this is bad, or wrong, or weird, or anything like that, it's just something that as Star Wars fans, we're going to have to get more used to. But that is the maybe the capstone to everything we've been talking about on this show, is the fact of, 
The best part about Disney's ownership of Star Wars is we are getting more Star Wars in bigger, bolder forms than ever. The downside of Disney doing that is Star Wars is for everyone, but not all Star Wars is going to be for everybody. Like, you can no longer be a master of all areas of Star Wars, and you probably don't want to. They're, like, classically, I don't like the comic books. They have a batting average of one... I like one arc of a comic book series per ten I don't like. So, like, I just don't engage the comic books that much anymore, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. This, you know, the galaxy is so big, no mm-hmm. one is expecting anyone to sort of, like, hold it all in one head or be charged and excited by absolutely everything we're bringing out and for star wars fans especially of a certain vintage as he points to himself that is weird yep because even the niches of star wars it wasn't that hard to get caught up especially once the wikipedia is out but like if you're not into books you probably have no idea what's going on in high republic right because it's driven by them and it's over here and if you're not paying attention to that you know what? You're fine. You're still as much a Star Wars fan as they are. You are not missing something mm-hmm. that's so important you need to be there, but there might be a great story over there that you haven't engaged with yet. And same thing. Like, if you're not watching the Book of Boba Fett because you're like, I don't care about the guy with the T on his face. I never liked him anyway. Great. You know what? That's probably not going to ruin your watching experience of when Mandalorian comes back or if you're not watching any of the TV shows when the next movie comes out, Rogue Squadron or whatever it might be, you'll probably be perfectly fine just sitting down to that and not be going like, who's that guy? Where'd they come from? I don't understand. Because like seeing Spider-Man No Way Home, one of the things I was worried about with how much they were doing was like, so do you need to go watch every Spider-Man film made before this one to really know what's going on? And it's like, You'll be rewarded if you do that, but it is not at any level required. And so Marvel's in that same spot where, oh yeah, no, if you watched Loki, like the end of this movie is going to make a lot more sense to you. If you didn't see Loki, you'll get enough. You'll be fine. And I think Star Wars is getting to that same place where you just cannot digest all of it. That's just going to be the reality for us moving forward. And to be fair, or um, maybe more frank than fair, we <laughs> should have realized this when the Clone Wars came out. I mean, obviously, yes. it wasn't owned by Disney then. And we, you know, as soon as that Disney acquisition happened, I think we all knew that, yes, Star Wars will be much more prominent than it ever has before because there will be so much more content. But And even though it took years to get there, we are now at that point where yeah. we're going to start reaping those rewards of all the work that's been put in over the last seven, eight years by Disney into Star Wars. And so, um, you know, the 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 benefit to us is that we're going to get more content than ever. The benefit yeah. to Disney is they're going to make tons of money. And we'll see how it all shakes out in another decade or two. But for now, I'm very optimistic about having more Star Wars instead of less. All right, let's go talk about the future and where we're headed. pandemic (laughs) maybe this is the one where we get mostly out of it omicron's not helping but 
while we're indoors, Jeez. we're going to be enjoying a lot of Star Wars. <laughs> we will. 2022 will be the most packed year with Star Wars ever. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say. I think uh, that's it, yeah. And obviously, the year starts off with the Book of Boba Fett, which we talked about Continuing. a Continuing. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, six-sevenths of it are this year. And uh, <laughs> we're very excited. I mean, you know, we're not going to talk about it much here, but we're very much enjoying the Book of Boba Absolutely. Fett. Absolutely. Right? I mean, we're having a great time with it. Um, obviously, we're excited. I'm super happy to see... I'm, should we say spoilers for the first two episodes here? We're going to just talk. Spoilers I mean, for the first two. We won't yeah. go beyond that. Yeah. And we won't really go. Maybe in the appendix, we'll into speculation of where we think the season's heading. Yeah. But we, we'll keep it light here. Yeah. But just to well, frame it. What's interesting is now we're at a point where the first two episodes are over. We've seen some huts. We've seen some pikes. We've seen Black Chrysanthemum. We've seen some exciting things. So glad you pronounced that, not me. That are, that are setting up for big things to come. And so Book of Boba Fett really is on that, you know, tick, 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 heading up the roller coaster. Yep. And we will have that drop. And um, very much enjoying it. Very much still loving the repaint. Love seeing it get a little dinged up. Even though that fresh new shiny coat of dark green will always be my favorite, I think. Um, you know, we have not seen the uh, ship formerly known as the Slave One yet. So, uh, you know, at it's some gotta point... It's going to be parked somewhere. It's got to. It's going to show up for well, sure. We know he got here on it, so... Yes, and we know he has it, so it's it's going to be interesting. Um, we'll see that at some point. So we know we're going to see, I'm sure, some more cameos. You know, maybe characters from books or comics making their way yeah. back in. Maybe we'll see Cobb Vanth return. Like, you know, the possibilities are the, out there. I think the only thing that, that I've heard... Um, cause there was a, uh, an interview with Robert Rodriguez, who's the director for most of these episodes. I think all of them, I think all not of, all of them, not all of them close. No. He's, he's, uh, he's basically serving as almost a female show... director for episode. Oh, that's two. right. That's right. Steph I'm sorry. I can't remember um, off the top of my head, but he's, he's doing, he's got a lot of fingerprints on it. Um, and he yeah. was talking about the fact of like every show would have a, a big reveal. And at least in the first two, we do, we, we have like here's what the framework of the show is going to be. And it was like, oh, 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 this is where we're going. And then in this one, we had Black... Chrysanthemum? Yeah, Chrysanthemum, who was before a, a, I don't want to, I was about to say EU character, but like, no, it's like from the comic books and stuff like that. He's, he's, um, he is a elevated in canon now. He is, Mm He is now getting a live action performance where he only existed. And boy, in... does he look good. He does. Look it's good. a good looking costume. That's a Holy good looking Wookiee. Um, and we get some new huts, cousins of Jabba's. Yes. Which was very interesting to see this sort of like codependent twins. Yeah. And uh, they have some fun face tattoos and lots of interesting things we hear about now. Hutta mentioned. So basically all of this to say, we've got a lot established. I can't wait to see where it goes. But the last thing I was going to say was Robert Reeves talking about all these reveals we're going to have mm-hmm. and the f- kind of thing he said. It. And if people like what we're doing, you know, we've got ideas for another season. And I went. I don't, I don't want there to be another season. Please tell me this has a nice, rounded ending. I mean, if you want to tell more tales about Boba Fett in a quote-unquote sequel series, that's fine. But I'm really hoping this doesn't end on a a cliffhanger or a yeah. painfully obvious, the story is not over. Like, well, I would love to see this. I would love to see this show end with one of two things. Boba Fett sitting on that throne triumphant. Or Boba Fett leaving Tatooine because he couldn't take control of it. Yeah. One of those two. I really don't want to. 
Boba Fett almost has consolidated his power, except Blank has just entered the field. And how is he going to deal with that? Find out season two. So my thoughts on this, without getting too speculative, is essentially this. Everything seems to point to that internally Book of Boba Fett is being referred to as Mandalorian season three. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Mandalorian season two led directly into Book of Boba Fett. Yes. Both with characters and with a teaser. Agreed. I will assume that not only will we see Din Djarin pop up in this show at some point. See that? That this show will end leading into Mando Season 3. So if we get way. a cliffhanger, I think it'll be for that. Not so much for this show. But I also think that I've heard the same things, but there's also a part of me that's going like, it could also just be referring to that because from a production standpoint and people working, mm-hmm. they rolled from season two right into Boba Fett and right out of Boba Fett into the next Mando Makes season. Makes so total It could sense. be more an internal view of that, not necessarily a narrative view of that. Makes total sense, but everything we've had up to this point points that that's the narrative view of it, I think. I, and again... Uh, so that's we, just... It'll be interesting to see. We'll, we'll know in a couple of weeks. Because yeah, the nice thing is, this is a, potentially a crazy year for this stuff because yeah. we know that Mando Season 3 will start sometime not that long after. Um, I think they've already promised a Q1. Did they just say Q1 or do they have a date? They... No, they have... A f- they, I believe, announced... They initially said that. Yes. They did. They initially said that it would follow up the Book of Boba Fett. Yes. And I think a lot of us jumped on that and assumed, oh, that means like springtime. Yes. But it is all signs pointing to end of 2022, beginning of 2023. All right. I'm just going to say this for the fan base. That's hot garbage. It is still an act of production. So I don't think it's coming out in like six weeks. That's that. Well. And I just read that its production was postponed again due to COVID. But it doesn't matter. Andor's been in production for like a century, and it's still not out. The rumor Um, about Andor is that they shot two seasons together. So it'll be interesting to see. But the whole point... That actually, and I gotta lie, that really, really makes me sad. That really makes me sad. Only because that's the show I want to see more of. Sure. And and now knowing that I might have to wait till the end of the year again. Or more importantly... I'll be hot take. I love Boba Fett more than most people like by yeah. a lot. Cancel this season. I want more Mando more than I want to book of Boba Fett. And, and see if what's... Boba, Boba Fett stole the spot of me getting a Mando hit 12 months after the last Mando hit. It did. That's I I'm, I'm going to be grumpy about that. And that's exactly what I'm saying of. That's why this is. Mando I was about to say, three. I thought we were going to have what Marvel was having last year, which was basically an unbroken chain of like, if you want to watch new Marvel go, guess what? There's something coming out almost every calendar week, but see, that's where we need to get back to looking at ahead because I think there is all well, signs what? seem to be pointing to Kenobi coming out right after Boba. Fett. I still stand that. My feeling is Kenobi will start on May the 4th. I think Bad Batch Season 2 will start on May 4th. It could, but Bad Batch, if I'm going to move something to like fill that early fall spot, yeah. if something's not ready, that's where I'm moving Bad Batch. But that's... It's also possible Bad Batch could move up and well, end it, on in on May 4th or whatever. Who it's kind of confusing because I still don't know what the core demographic for Bad Batch is in the sense of if it's kids, you should probably be wanting that to happen in like... October, like Clone Wars and Rebels were, mm-hmm. because that's where kids are in school and they're most reliably watching TV shows. But Bad Batch is such a weird mixed bag of like adults and 
kids watching it and yeah, it's mature agreed. enough that I don't think the kid demographic is as young as it was in Clone Wars. Maybe Rebels it's closer to that or a little older even. Um, so we might see that. We're pretty sure this sometime this year Kenobi will drop. We feel very confident about that. Disney Plus released that teaser for it, you yes. know, showing us a little bit. It is um, on Disney Plus, listed as coming soon. So, you know, optimistic that it may be in the first half of the year. And I think we talked about how they're playing with forms, and I'm expecting that Kenobi, I would expect it to be shorter and more miniseries. Yeah, I think they said six episodes, right? Yeah. I think we well, heard that. I don't know. Disney Plus has gotten so flipping mum about how many episodes are in yeah. things. Like, they, like, don't want to tell us. Like, I don't think Hawkeye we knew for sure was six episodes or whatever until episode three came out. They had announced enough of the official channel information that, yes, this will be done in the end of December. Um, Because people from production are saying, ah, this is what it's going to be. But then never getting official channels, which you think that shouldn't be like hyper secretive information. But it's very weird what we get versus what we don't get. And th- so many things are speculative when it comes well, to this stuff. I think the stuff. biggest thing is I don't think they want to tell you how many episodes because they don't want people doing what I did for Hawkeye, which is just bundling it and waiting for it to all be out. They want you watching and talking about it every week. Yeah, um, that's possible. So I'm expecting that that is going to be. I am expecting that is going to probably be the. I could be totally all wet, but that feels like Kenobi is going to be the most, yes, this is a movie in parts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we're all kind of feeling that way right now. Um, I mean, then, that Boba Fett. And hopefully Andor comes out this year. I and think it's Andor likely. really seems, and that also seems like that could be longer, like maybe eight or 12 episodes. Or I agree with that, too. Um, so whether it is that they have recorded multiple seasons back to back or it is just a longer show. I mean, it already has been, I think, confirmed that K2 is not oh in the beginning God. of the show. So we'll see maybe that comic book story adapted. Apologies for anyone who's for some reason listened to the last segment, but not this one. I want to apologize right now for not talking about Star Wars Visions. Oh my God, we forgot. We Visions. totally forgot about that. That's really great. There could be more of those eventually. Maybe not this year, but the year after. I so really just hope saying so. that, like, I think that's a renewable resource. I think we'll see more of those. Yeah, how did we forget about Visions? I don't know. We're really dense. It's been a weird year. It has been a weird year. Um, Visions was great. We loved Visions. Yeah, more Visions in 2022, hopefully. Um, Outline out weird thing that I'd like to see this year in TV and movies is I would love to see a trailer for a new Star Wars film, yeah, uh, one that's nice. kind of release. And uh, I had my money on it was going to be Rogue Squadron this year. I'm not going to put my money on that now. I mean, yeah, we should have seen a Rogue Squadron uh, trailer at the hey, end of this year. You know what? There are other Star Wars movies in in the works that we might hear about or get canceled this year. We'll find. Out. Yeah, who knows? I mean, <sighs> Ahsoka. We could get Ahsoka info this year. I mean. Things are possible. I, we didn't talk about Rogue Squadron getting canceled or whatever. And we talked about postponed. it in one appendix because again, yeah. it's still not even official. It's it it's still this murky soup of he said she said. Yeah. Disney's saying this. Di- people are saying that. Like the word is the words they use here are very correct. Rogue One went from a release date to what we call development hell. And that means that it may come out, it may not come out, it may be perfectly fine, it's just having a delay, it may be completely broken and never be saved. It is in development hell, and until further official channels open up about it, it is all just speculation Mm -hmm. about where it lives. Mm -hmm. 
but we went from a solid release date to not one. So it's definitely weird. And that was already after it got pushed back a year. So yes. That's where we are with that. We are excited about more Star Wars film. Unfortunately, all signs point to no Star Wars film trailers this year. Yeah. But you never know. You could have a surprise well, animated film. I'm still holding out Ooh. for animated novels on Disney Plus. You know, starting with Dark Disciple. Like that's where that my ultimate fan dream is. Is like that... let's get an animated Light of the Jedi. Let's get an animated Dark Disciple. Let's get that an animated, be... I don't know, Maul Saboteur, pull in a Legends level. Who cares? Like just do that. That, that would be that fun for would me. Would be interesting. So do you think we're going to have anything else special on May the 4th? I'm trying to think of what Star Wars content. I mean, I think we'll get either Kenobi or Bad Batch. If I had to put money on it, I'm sure that'll happen. I feel you're absolutely right. One Um, of those releases. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in Star Wars. Because last year we got the surprise of, you know, the faithful Wookiee. And, uh, hey, you can watch the Ewok adventure and Caravan of Courage. Um, Well, there's always demand for despecialized editions. Oh my god! Uh, what would the internet do if they're like, "Ah, uh, this is our despecialized edition." Um, we had this clean, pristine, perfect 1977 copy. Um, yeah, and we've also put a small tracer in it. So, Harmy, if you try to take the footage from it, it'll just ruin your copy. You specifically, <laughs> just you alone. Uh, what I'm really hoping for, <laughs> what I'm really hoping for, uh, is that they do release despecialized editions, and then 99% of people can be like, yeah, the other ones are better. It's obvious. Man, these why movies these look old. Exist. Yeah, because that's, yeah. you know, the truth, in my opinion. Um, but hey, if you're one of those 1977 stands, no, uh, no, 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 it's cool. For film preservation, I think the despecialization is an important thing oh, sure. to make. But I think at the point, point of the matter is, it's a bonus feature on the Blu-ray. It yeah. is not what you're going to show a nine-year-old to get them into Star Wars. Exactly. And if you think it is, you got to beat more nine-year-olds. They have the attention spans of a gnat. Um, yeah. You got to have the big explosions and shiny things all the time coming at you. And there, and we've talked about it before, but there are so many things about the special editions that make the movies better, regardless well, of I, visuals. It's funny. I was having a conversation with someone about this of like, the, the thing that Star Wars special editions taught me is whenever I see these discourses around film, like, cause there's a huge one going on. I just found out about, which is fellowship of the rings was made with like color correction when it was a fairly early to use color correction creatively. So it's kind of overdone. And so various DVDs and Blu-rays editions have either desaturated it to try and make it oh, look more normal or make it aligned with the rest of the trilogy. And there's people who wanted to look exactly like it did in 2001 when it came out. And there's just this whole thing of like, you know what? Doesn't really matter what you do. You know what the best version for you is the one you like. Do you know what the best version for everyone else is the one they like? There isn't going to be a definitive. And that's how the special edition is for everyone who says Han should have stopped first. Yeah, but when he leaves Docking Bay 94, you get that swing around the Falcon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how it always is. For everything yeah. you'd want to cut out, there's something you'd want to leave in. Yeah. Like, for me, there's Arabish all throughout New Hope. I don't want to lose that ever for any yeah. reason. And I will take Han not Han and Greedo shooting simultaneously to accept and deal with that. Um, you yeah. know, I love the McCarthy. new ending of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I love that story. I love how by the time they got to 2004, they even added to it to make it more in line with the places we've seen in the grander, you know, hexology. Mm-hmm. That made me really happy. And I have to see Hayden Christian's stupid face at the end of that film. And I don't like it, but that's what I got to take to have that. <laughs> yeah. So 
It's going to be a mixed bag, and that's okay. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. So special editions, probably not coming. Or these specialized editions, probably not coming well, out this year, but it is possible. Interesting is when the next special editions come out. Because now that their permanent home is on Disney+, Plus, when they go back and tinker with them, which they've done every release of those movies since mm-hmm. the special editions, someday Matt Wood's going to say, hey, found another DAT tape, and I got cleaned up audio. I'm going to go fix this thing. And that seal breaks. There will be some update to the films that will eventually happen well, too. Think about it. McClunky was added on Disney Plus, right? Right. That, so that it's happened. different. It's happened. Well, already. what I'm saying is we're going to eventually have a point where McClunky is, oh, that was the original Disney Plus cut. Now we have right. the new, the, the 2022 Disney Plus cut. Oh, boy. That Star Wars visual comparisons Twitter is really going to have a. A lot of they're never going to go out of business. Let's put it that way. They got plenty of room to grow and keep going. Um, All right. Well, I think that's TV and movies, at least what we know, because I think I still feel the fall has sort of like an empty spot. But that just depends on the length of Bad Batch and Kenobi and 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 what happens there. Yeah. um, So that will be interesting. I think you're also right. I wouldn't be surprised at either celebration or maybe in the fall having another sort of like boilerplate or like D23 or something like a little more boilerplate of like, hey, here's some production skills or a trailer for Ahsoka or the Acolyte or whatever the 2023, 2024 Mm -hmm. slate Mm -hmm. of like Disney Plus projects. And when we start talking 2023... We may start to hear info about Taika's movie or Kevin Feige's movie. You know, there there are other things in quote unquote development right. that are just so early on well, that we're not hearing anything. So there there is more to come. And if either of those co- projects have a lot of confidence because of yeah. what happened with Rogue One or Rogue Squadron, yeah, you might see one of those. We're working on some really great. Here's some concept art, and here's the director talking about their vision for this film. Like mm-hmm. we might get those sort of conceptual trailers just to keep sort reminding like we people <laughs> that we have Disney Pictures and Fox can both make Star Wars movies whenever we decide we're going to make them. <laughs> yeah. Boy, the possibilities sure are <laughs> endless. And I still think by 2023, 2024. You, you just keep your ears open. I think the words episode 10 will start floating around the Twizzphere. And eventually by like 2025, we might be greenleading things. We'll see. I was very much on like the, the decade plan, you know, 2030. That's when we can start talking about Make that. them like Tron sequels. <laughs> Make them like Tron sequels, yes. Uh, I... <laughs> For the record, we're due Make for a Tron sequel. Fraud sequels. Do you yeah. realize Tron Legacy was a, like twelve years yeah. ago now? What's Garrett Headland up to? And uh, the, the, the rumors are Tron Three is a thing, and like that yeah. is that oh, is I'm spinning sure. again. Disney Plus needs content, baby. Yes, like anything. Let is it burn. Possible. Let's go. Uh, it needs content. Um, books. We got a lot happening in books oh this God. year. Not only do we have High Republic as we talked about, but we have some announced books at the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. We've got the Lando and Luke book, Looking for Exegol. We've got yes. uh, Gwygon and Obi-Wan stories and all kinds of fun stuff. So it is going to be a fun year for Star Wars books because we are jumping all over the place. Um, the last Thrawn trilogy wrapped up last year, so I'm sure Timothy's on is. I don't know, making another Thrawn trilogy, uh, you know, uh, so it's only a matter of time there. That would be fun. Uh, he's got to be working <laughs> on some Thrawn thing, right? I assume he always is. 
Oh, he loves Thrawn, but I he did write other things that are really good. I know. Yep. I There's know. no chance it doesn't name drop Thrawn or the Chiss, but you know, because <laughs> like he couldn't stop himself with Outbound Flight doing that. So, yeah. oh, Outbound Flight, good point. Yeah, um, so anyway, that's, yeah, yeah. So we may get some more uh, Star Wars book announcements. In fact, we will definitely Guaranteed. get some more Star Wars books announcements. But we have a lot, like all the way through June, July, we have books oh, announced. Yeah. So it's a very exciting year for books, comics, uh, of course, new reference books coming. So big year for that kind of stuff. And in my opinion, exciting just because of all the people who were complaining for the last six years, more <laughs> coming to the Essentials Legends collection. Yes. Because just like we said, the stuff isn't going away. Don't worry. You can will still, still get sell- it and read it. It doesn't matter they that will it be- has a Legends banner if you want to enjoy it. They will more than happy sell it to you. Yeah. They don't want to deny you the sale if they can make it possible. And they sure are. And I got to say, those new formats, I only bought one of them. Mm-hmm. I bought uh, the first Darth Bane book in the new Essential Legends because I have the hardcover copy of two and three, but not a hardcover of the original. So mm-hmm. that new format just fits on the shelf a little bit better, takes up a little less room. Um, so I'm enjoying. We got more books in the Essential Legends collection slated through the year. They're working on the Bane stuff, Plagueis, Kenobi, uh, another X-Wing book. So lots of great stuff coming there at books. And like you said, I'm glad that not all the oxygen has been consumed by High Republic. They are bringing yes, out other stuff so than just. And in my opinion, not that Star Wars publishing hasn't been killing it even pre-High Republic. Yeah. But... I love just, here's a book in this time period. Here's a book in this time period. Here's jumping over here. I love it. And speaking of books, the book I'm most looking forward to this year, Queen's Hope. Ah, yes. The third third Amidala book. I thought the first two are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think they're everything I love about Star Wars books of filling. Like, what we're getting from Boba Fett and what we expect from Kenobi, like the difference between, like, something new versus filling in gaps. I like books to fill in gaps. I like my live-action Star Wars to break new ground and... You know, it's fine. I'm not complaining or anything, but that's the stuff I like from the books. And those first two Queen books, oh my gosh, especially the one that was episode one from a certain point of view. Mm-hmm. Those those books are just so, so much fun. And so very excited. This book has been pushed back, pushed back just for scheduling reasons. It's been completed forever. Um, really excited about that one. That's awesome, man. Yeah. No. So that's a good one. Good stuff. Uh, video games. Yes, Fallen we, Order Two is somewhere it's eventually. Pretty much the the only thing that will derail that. I think most people are expecting that either at Star Wars Celebration, like how they announced I the first one, think that's likely, or E three window because there's not an actual E three this year, so it's the summer of mm-hmm. announcements mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that EA will pull back the curtain on that because most people. The rumors are that they are taking the same engine they made because it's really really good. Um, like the way they tuned uh, Frostbite to do what they needed to do. Uh, is Frostbite Unreal? I don't know. Anyway, it looks really good. And we saw the the up-res versions for like the Xbox, uh, PC, have and Have you PS5. played either of those? I don't have a new oh, console yeah. yet. Oh, they yeah. Good, they, 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 it, it just shows that it looks really good. It looks perfectly fine. You don't need to re, you don't need to scrap it and build it new for those consoles for it to compete on those consoles mm-hmm. level. I mean, obviously... If you built them again with like ray tracing and stuff, it would be bigger. But the rumors are generally that they're doing a quick turnaround in the sense if they want to use the assets they have, polish them, make new worlds, new levels, new new story, all that kind of stuff, rather than 
starting from development zero. Mm -hmm. Um, And if that's the case, then we should expect that this holiday we will probably see in the further adventures of Cal Kestis. If that rumor turns out to be wrong and they are rebuilding for the next gen from the word go, then we may not see it for another year or two. But uh, it I think feels like it they feels want it, like right, it. like it feels like that it was a huge hit. They want to push it. They want to keep Absolutely. it going. I suspect when Fallen Order Two comes out, we will have a bigger marketing push. You know, Fallen Order yes. One kind of came out with a little bit of a whimper right before Rise of Skywalker. I suspect we'll see a tie-in novel. I suspect we'll see more toys. You know, I think that's well, where that's headed. I think especially because, well, they were clearing the deck for Mando 2 at the time. That was one of the biggest reasons. Because they were like, we are finally selling all this baby Yoda stuff we should have been selling a year yeah, ago. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there, you had yeah, that. very true. And then EA definitely was like, this game's going to do fine. They did not expect a single-player game to do nearly as well as it did. That game did gangbusters yeah. for for them. And it's kind of quieted a lot of people saying, like, well, if it doesn't have multiplayer, it's not a successful game. Like, we've kind of seen that, like, with the Sony first parties and, and Fallen Order that, like, yeah, no, there are enough fans who want to play that game that you can make not only your money back, but make a really good profit from it. Absolutely. Makes it a, a good investment, and a good investment will get a sequel. Right, and <laughs> and there are some rumored games that are under wraps that might come out. Yeah, um, but so many that of those any day were now, created. Any, Amy Henning Star Wars game. Well, no, but I mean, like no, well, I, that I, one specifically canceled. I know, I'm but kidding. but at one point, every single division of EA was told to pitch Star Wars games. Yeah, every single one. And so I think there are not necessarily a big game because I think that's your Ubisoft. I think that's your Quantic Dream. That's so so forth. But I wouldn't be surprised if we get another squadron-sized game that's been cooking under the hood at one of the smaller development houses. I hope so. I would love uh, a new pod racer game. Oh, man. How fun was that in 2021 playing that again? Could be a mini oh. game where you uh, race a... Um, oh, my God. How am I blanking on the name? The the things from uh, Canto Bite. Oh, the Fafirs. The, uh, the big fox things? Yeah. What are they called? Fafiers. Is that it? Fafiers? Yeah. It's like, it's like F-A-T-H-I-A-R-S, right? It's got Fathiers. another. Fathiers. Yes. Fathiers. Yes, yes, yes. No, it's got another F in it. For it's some Fav- reason, I was like really blanking hard there. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a mini game where you race them. That would be fun. What if you just had like a mini a mobile game that's just like, Canto Bike Casino, play the Jubilee Wheel, bet on the Fafiers. I would love that. That would be fun. I would love that. Let's be honest. And it's just pure gambling. They don't even try to hide mm-hmm. that the mo- microtransactions, you're going to get any of your money back. It's just, just throw, you just convert it into credits and gems. Those go and yeah. play. Magic band required to play. <laughs> Lightning pass. Um, Yeah. Actually, just a quick thing. Not that there are any big announcements, but I wouldn't be surprised if, um, by the time we get to D23 this coming year, you start hearing the rumors or even official announcements of um, park expansions and what mm. the parks of the Galaxy's Edge of Tokyo and Shanghai are going to look like compared to their North American counterparts. That's a very interesting thing. Um, and, and hopefully we're going to keep the, the train rolling with great Galaxy's Edge stuff of like more legacy lightsabers and more merchandise that connects and all that kind of good stuff. Um, oh, you know what we do have to look forward to this year too. There was the um, High Republic manga, The Light of Balance. Oh gosh, yeah, and yeah. there are more of those coming out. So that's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, love, love seeing that going. Oh, and as I said, Galaxy Edge, and 
while I already think that it's already done, it doesn't actually happen until March. They open the hotel and we get to hear how the Galaxy oh, Star yeah. Cruiser comes out. We are lining up an interview, hopefully, for that of people who are going in the first weekend. And that's amazing. Yeah, we're going to get to talk to them about their experience. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, and that's, I think, all I can think of off the very top. Is there anything in toys? Any, like, things we I know? I mean, there's lots of stuff coming. Everything is still delayed. Um, the Rancor did not get funded. Um, oh, okay. So that is uh, not something, I guess it technically wasn't going to come out in 2022 anyway, but not something that we'll be seeing uh, any more of this year. So who knows? Maybe they'll try another, um, you know, Hasbro Pulse project for Star Wars Black Series again uh, this year. I mean, th- there are figures that have been on, you know, like everything that's coming out right now, like, hey, you can pre-order a, you know, newly painted from the book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett Black Series figure. You will get it this time next year. Yeah. Like, like you know, that is kind of where that's at right now. So, which, which, for the record, is a little disappointing when you think about Hasbro, but is probably more honest way of doing business because that's like, like that's how like hot toys are sold and yeah. stuff like that is like they're telling you we're tooling it right now. Yeah. Then we'll manufacture it. Then we'll ship it to you. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, But that's, you know, toys have sort of been put on a hold for that. I think... um. You know, if there's one thing I'm hoping for in 2022, it's a Crate Luke Black series. But hey, a guy can dream, right? He's only the main character of a saga film and Luke Skywalker. Why should he have a Black series? Let's do another Trooper. They're really easy. We've already tooled for those. <laughs> we can just paint them and slap them in a holiday box. It'll be great. Um, listen, it's fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. But it's gonna toys, be- no. Nothing super exciting on my radar. Yeah, it's not like Hasbro's like announcing new action fleet or anything that's gonna like light me up. So Yeah, yeah, unfortunately so, not. But anything's possible. It's all good. I, I got all the pre order uh, Mandalorians. I got Corsa Reeves finally, so I <laughs> Nice, uh, I still don't have So them. right now I can just take a breather until yeah. Boba Fett introduces mm-hmm. some other new Mandalorian mm-hmm. figure I have to get for my Mando set. It's only a matter of time. <sighs> You're right. Um <laughs> uh, and that's as far as I want to go, but um yeah, I think 2022 is going to be a really good year, even though I am not disappointed knowing I'm going to have to wait for Mando Season 3. But it's eventually going to come, so I guess it it's okay. I really think it'll be the end of 2022. It December's worked out really well for them. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly but I, I have think... to admit, I'm now looking at Boba Fett going like, you better tide me over. You better yeah. get good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see, because it is one episode shorter, but like... I don't know. I... That is why, personally, I really, really think this is Mando Season 3 on a bigger level than we yet understand. I I mean, just bluntly, I don't want that, but that's okay. Yeah. Like, if that's what it is, it's okay. It also will, I, I think we'll know soon, for the simple fact that it feels like we're well, putting, we're wrapping up the story in the past. Again, And if we get more into the future, then maybe we will see. We're just at this point of, like, Kind of like one of the reasons I ended up liking Hawkeye a lot is like, yes, please just give me a contained story. Yeah. I don't need it to tie deeply or profoundly to the metaverse. I don't need it to be be the introduction of a character that's going to be expounded. Like I, I am okay with a self-contained beginning, middle, and yeah. end with an existence inside a bigger context. So like for Boba Fett, I want it to end. And if Din Djarin makes an appearance, I want it to be subtle because I don't want this to be yeah. be mando season three featuring boba fett like that won't be as satisfying to me yeah it's gonna be real interesting because it's 
it's all unknown. And there's and, something exciting about that. And, you know, the future's uh, hard to see, always in motion. Mm, someone said that. Especially when you have a logistics Once. and uh, and pandemic things yeah. prevailing over everything, at least especially here in the first three months. Man, I hope, like, by 2026, we're listening back on these episodes going like, man, they thought that pandemic was going to last forever. Weren't they wrong? And not, man, they thought the pandemic was going to be over ever. What silly people we were back then. Yeah. I'm hoping like, for the previous. Yeah. It's like, oh man, boy, sure glad that pandemic was over as I pull on my gas mask and head outside. <laughs> the, the suit from Back to the Future, just the whole NBC, like yeah. nuclear, biological, chemical warfare gear. Uh, I'm so glad I bought instead of rented. Yeah. Well, let's stay positive and uh, we'll wrap it up here and we're going to wrap up the whole show right after this. Right after this. All right, we bring down our first podcast of 2022 here in our now existent season three. Wow. Of Star Wars All In. We have more seasons of us than The Mandalorian has. So far. Unless Boba Uh, Fett turns out to be made in those season three. That was the whole thing. You already listened to that. Uh, Okay, real quick. (laughs) Let's just talk about it. Okay, so... As you listen to this, there's Uh-oh. a new Boba Fett episode available that we have not seen yet because that happens in a handful of hours from our timeline. After when we record, yeah. Um, we don't live on the West Coast, so we have to watch it in the morning. Not total early. spoilers. We are going to talk for the rest of this appendix. If you're done, if you've heard us talk, great. We're going to talk about speculation because I don't get to do this enough with people at work anymore. So I'm going to do it here. <laughs> All right, spoiler. Speculate away about spoiler. the book of Boba Fett. Spoiler. Okay. So, is one of the twins stinky? That's what I want to know. Clearly not, because they say cousins. Right. Right? And stinky is Jabba's son, right? Are these Zero's offspring? (laughs) We don't know. I would assume Zero would not have offsprings, based on things I think I know about Zero the Hutt. It'll be interesting to see if we get more about the Hutt's now, or if the Hutt's are just, we know they exist, but we don't see them again. You know, because obviously they're not the ones doing the dirty work. So right. it'll be interesting to see if we just, okay, the, we saw them. These are the huts pulling the strings. You never need to see them again. Yes. Versus they're actually a persistent threat. The, it'll be interesting to see. The one thing that I'm curious to see is I would love for them in this, especially considering they have these kind of interesting two hut characters. Mm-hmm. I would love to show them as these extremely shrewd, very, very clever beings. Yeah. Because... The longer we go, the more it's kind of like, yeah, why do all these heavies listen to these huts? These huts can be murdered at any time. They are not physically powerful. So some of it is probably just momentum from Mm -hmm. just their mob bosses and you wouldn't kill them because you'll be so dead you won't even know what hit you. But there is, I would love to see just how shrewd of business people, criminal masterminds that they are of why huts control as much space as they do. Both that, I absolutely agree, where my mind was heading, and I don't think we're going to see it here, but remember in the, I think it was the third Aftermath book, where there was a hut 
on Jakku. Oh, yeah, that yeah, That was, yeah. like, an actual, like, could move and fight and was, like, a threat. Yeah. I want to lethargic. See, I want to see that. I want to see that muscular hut. It would be nice to see a more fit and less yeah. opulent. And now, we also, I think, assume that these huts, Jabba, the twins, well, clan can decision. move. Can move. Like, oh, no, they can, can be physically well, we, threatened. We have seen well, Jabba move. we've seen move Jabba move. But between I, episode yes. one and the scene in episode four. And... Yeah, good point. I mean, in a threatening way. But oh. absolutely. But absolutely. And, and again, he may not because he's probably not in good health. I See, that's the thing. I want to know. I want to know. I um, want to know those details about hot anatomy. We're a long way from the puppets of 1982, yeah. so we can do a lot more with them. Yeah, I, I'm very and, interested to see where that heads. And then it is time for Mac to get on that soapbox, because you're already been spoiled, and say the negative things he wants to say about Boba Fett, but he's being optimistic because nothing is written. The future's in motion. But one, I don't like flashbacks in Star Wars. I just don't like it as a storytelling device. Every time they've done it since Disney took over, I go, I don't like this. I like their stories being told forward. And I think Obi-Wan describing in episode four what happened to Anakin is a billion times better than actually flashing back to episode three and showing that, even though I like those cuts on YouTube for funsies. Like, I wish this show would have just started with Boba Fett coming out of the Sarlacc pit and built to episode three where we would meet him at the other half of episodes one and two of like, he's continuing on. I wish it was just one forward told story. I think I agree that I prefer stories that way. Yes. Having said that, I'm glad we saw him get out of the Sarlacc and didn't just hear it talked about, you know, like, so I guess well, it no, depends no. on yeah. how you want to look at it. Like if you want to have the scenes I don't think they're going to tell it the way we want of just beginning, middle, end. I think what I would say is I think when this is all done, unless something dramatically changes and they stop telling the flashback and the modern in parallel, I think I could make a super cut of this that is just the same six episodes, but just he gets out of the Starlight Pit. He's at the end of the season told just forward Mm -hmm. and it would probably feel paced and fine. I don't think it would slow down because the interesting bits are happening in both timelines. I agree. But for whatever reason, that just doesn't seem to be the way content is. It just reminds me of current television where basically almost all modern television says you have to have a strong B plot or books are really bad about this. Now of like, you have to have a strong B plot. Why the audience will get disinterested. I'm like, not if you're telling a good story. As I look really judgingly at them, I'm like, you can tell one story that goes from A to B, and it's really, really good if it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Q, um, the Marvel TV shows. I say a lot of Marvel <laughs> movies tell one story really, straight, really well. Straight shot. And, so and do Marvel good. shows, yes. And, and so I'm, I'm like... I don't want to say it's a crutch because it's a perfectly legitimate storytelling thing. I think it's just oversaturated. And the flashbacks in Boba Fett remind me of like, ah, so they got normal TV producer, showrunner, writers in, and this is what they know to write because this is what TV has been demanding for the last 10 well, years. But and it's the where the ball is has written been. by Favreau. So, I mean, he... treatments and stuff like that. But again, He's did the Fav- only credited writer. But here's so my far. thing. But did Favreau decide to stack it the way it is and the way it's filmed? Because yeah, I can think. Because like I said, if I'm right and I could be totally wrong, you could film all of that and then in post decide, eh, it's not punchy enough. Why don't we split it in half mm-hmm. and we're telling the backstory and the front story? Second thing, 
Second thing that does disappoint me if Favreau is the only writer. Writing 101. is There is a huge thing that is missing. I texted you about it. You texted me back. We feel somewhat simpatico on. That's all great. I love Boba Fett. It's cool to see him going around. I know why he's helping the Tuscans out because they saved, sort of saved him. They've given him a life that he would have not maybe survived otherwise. However... Why does he want Jabba's crime syndicate? Tell me why he wants it. I don't know why he yeah. wants it other than, well, he just wants it. That is not how you tell me or invest me in a character is, I don't know why he just st- stared down two huts and their heavy Wookiee from the comic books to say, this is my turf. Why? Yeah. Why do you, as far as I know, you took that job from Jabba to get Han Solo, got paid really well, and... That's as far as I know the reason you and Jabba have any connection whatsoever. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see because if we look at... I have two things I want to say in rebuttal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we look at the show, so let's take away any speculation. If we look at the two episodes we've seen. Yes. Every sort of flashback outside of the Tuscan stuff, right? Yeah. When he's in the Sarlacc pit, when we see him on Camino, when we see him on um, Geonosis. Yes. It's him in isolation. That's what we're meant to get, right? It's him by yeah. himself. And then we have the line in episode two of running a family is harder than bounty hunting. Which is very specifically worded, right? Right. So my sort of initial interpretation of that is we're meant to think that since he was a young child and his father was killed, Boba has felt alone. And since he's reconnected with Fennec and since he's connected with the Tuscans, and since he's got his armor back, he feels more like himself than he's ever had and is trying to figure out who he is now. And by establishing himself in this vacancy that he knows he can easily take, it's more of a convenience thing of, I don't oh, want to be man. a man on the run anymore. I want to be a man settled and I want to start my own legacy that is more than just me. That's interesting. That's and one man, way to look at it. And another thing that it would be really fun with that, in my opinion, is if you just do even a little more of those peppering things and like him thinking about how much he hates Tobias Beckett, who killed Ora Singh, who is his last like attempt at a family uh, with like Bosk and Ora Singh and that crew. It'll be interesting to see what threads from Legends we pull on for sure. And Dengar and that one plant lady that was mm-hmm. on that train heist. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> um, so what'll be interesting to see is if that's the story they're building to sure. Or there's what, in my mind, is the other potential, but they have not told us this yet, so it's only speculation. And that is he is trying to take over Tatooine to give it back to the Tuscans. The one, the main thread I feel that I thought it was going to is you had those swoop bike racers in the first episode who were spray painting that mm-hmm. one sigil in what yeah. honestly looks like it's either Sith or Sith or Huddies. I uh, Huddies, I would think it doesn't look Sith. Uh, the glyph looks like. Sith writing mm. it, it could be either. yeah I'm not saying it could be either way it's yeah. unlikely to but it's like it. it's I hang out too much in the font side yeah, of the community do. of Star Wars we've been talking about it a lot well we do know um, we see that same symbol on the speeder bikes he takes yes. in episode 2 so we know or we can assume it's the same gang well and we know that there's going to be more of the swoop gang because right. in the, the one trailer we had uh Lady Dark and Mysterious, a lot of people are like, is that a female Han Solo? I'm like, not everyone with black hair who's cool is going to be Han Solo. Um, but there's that one lady that kind of like swoops up on a swoop bike. Like, yeah. so we're not done. That right. People will notice that Boba Fett stole those. Yeah. And they weren't going to be just this heavy idiots. Yeah. He stole them from an anchorhead. Also, Cammy and 
Yeah. Yeah. Luke's friends. Wasting time at Anchorhead. They look good for their age. Really good, right? Yeah, right. Must be something about having that dried out skin that works differently than it does on Earth, because that doesn't work well for That's most people yeah, who live in deserts. Young. They look way younger than Luke. That's all I'm going to say. I, well, maybe they pick the right path. Again, maybe it's that low moisture, not that high moisture over there in Octu. Maybe that's what ages you. Yeah. Either oh, that or... you know what? I just said that, and I'm... I am all messed up in my head on the timeline. They're 25 years younger than Luke in The Last Jedi. Of course they look good. You say that, but also remember, we're we're more accurately comparing them to, like, say, Luke in um, The End of Mandalore. Right. Where I'd say they even look good compared to that Luke. Well, fair enough. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. I think they, I think they aged well. <laughs> they good look for, great. Good for them. Good for them. We're happy. Um... But I think the swoop bike, I think we're going to see that evolve into what the criminal syndicate yeah. world looks like at the time that Boba's uh-huh. being saved at Battle of Endor right. and fill in those six years. And hopefully that's the thing. But I'm still going to really knock it for you don't save explaining to me why the protagonist is going on their journey. You need to state that yeah. almost every screenwriting book I've ever read starts with the I want statement should happen within the first three pages. Yeah. So. Because that's how you involve your characters. And so right now there's a little bit of me worrying like, no, Boba Fett's cool, but why? Why do I care what Boba Fett's doing? And again, from my perspective, the Tuscan, I know why. He has a I want statement there, which is I don't want to be dead. Fair. That's a reasonable reason to want to keep going. <laughs> yes, it is. And now that he survived, he wants to thrive. That all makes sense, too. I am hoping we get that answer before the last episode of the show, uh-huh. but I am optimistic that it's coming. Yeah, and again, this might all be different because, like you said, if these first two were meant to be bundled and this third one's the first, quote-unquote, like, is more like the second episode, it could be a very different vibe yes. 24 hours from now. But Yes, we are going to find out. Um, obviously, there's potential for many more cameos. Yes. I am hoping that's not the case, but hey. Well, uh, the cameos I, I want to see are things like like I said, like a flashback to Orisang or sure. or we've already seen there's like a Tradoshan quarter. You want to show me that Bosk is in town? That would be great. Yeah. Like, um, or uh, I, I guess the other things that I would like to see from the show is I told you this and you went like, ooh, I'm like, show me pod racing. I would love to see Boba Fett in a way to get the people on his side of Mas Espa, like reopens the Boonta Eve classic that Jabba used to always run. Yeah. Like something goofy like that would make me so happy. And then just, you know, you're not focusing on the pod race. You're focusing on all the politics of the mayor coming to that. And then the two huts coming to that and all the backroom dealing and sort of like tension of this social gala that has all these knives behind people's backs. (sighs) The possibilities. And there also could be pod racing on now. If we go there, eventually I'm, and that's the fun thing that they've gotten. They stole that mar- energy from Marvel, but they've done a good job of like, hey, they just named dropped Nalhada. Nalhada, are we going to go to Nalhada? Is that is, what, is Mando going to take place in Nalhada? We mean, Andor is taking place in that. Like, whenever they say anything, you can't just take it as a throwaway line. Your brain automatically wants to start processing. Does that mean something, or is this Star Wars where they just go, Nalhada? He says that because that's where huts are from. And, and it's one it of those things that, like, I agree with everything you just said, but I, as a fan, have to remember to rein in my expectations for that. Because remember when they said yeah. Tython and then it was just a hill? 
Oh, yeah. Like, don't be wrong. It was awesome. But I wanted to see, like, some ancient temples. Like, show me Tython. Well. Not a hill. I, I agree. The but there's also a part of me going, like, well. Yeah, I, I know. The last time we saw Tython was 3,000 years ago. I know. So I, I, a lot can happen. And absolutely. But. I just still. wait for, like, the last Old Republic thing is called Cataclysm. And the whole thing is, it's about, like, Tython getting shelled. And the only place protected by the Jedi is this one hill. That would be fun. <laughs> That would be fun. Anyway, that's kind of my point is I think we will eventually get there. Will the Book of Boba Fett leave Tatooine? No. I don't. I say yes for the simple fact they will have to put the ship in it. The ship has to be in the show. And they only do planetary ship stuff, uh, you know, in Atmo. I don't know. I I think my main reason is it's like the same question we had about Lothal in the first season of Rebels. Yeah. You could do a lot on a planet. Yeah. As much as it is a space hopping adventure, I... Uh, you know the primary reason why I don't think it's going to go off Tatooine? Mm. Why did Boba Fett leave not stay off of Tatooine? You have yeah. a ship. You have your armor. Why the heck did you come back to the... Another fine reason I need to know why you care about this. Because yeah. you left and you never have to come back to Tatooine. There is no compelling reason you need to come back here. But you came back anyway, which means I really want to know why. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Couldn't agree more. And so to your point, like, I think he wants to be here. So I, I just, I don't expect, I, I don't, honestly, I just don't expect much with spaceships in this shit show, just because it seems like it really wants to be a gang war mafia kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't think you need to move around that much to yeah. tell that story. That It'll be interesting to see. And we only have, it's weird because there's only five episodes left. Which is kind of wild. Which is like less than five hours. So it's, it. It's weird because a lot can happen, but mm-hmm. it feels like there's not much time left. I think it's... Even though that's not true. Well, but I also would argue, because we really don't know what the central plot is. Like, that's the other weird well, thing. Well, so much of the like, story that's been developed has been in the past. Like, we have or, had way more time in the or past. Or the fact that, like, hey, Boba Fett wants to consolidate the power of Jabba and reclaim his empire. And there will be obstacles in doing that. Yeah. Which one's the obstacle that he really has to overcome? Yes. I don't know who's the, like, I don't know, is the mayor just really shrewd and doesn't want that power base to come back because he's harvested some of that for himself? Is it the huts leaving going like, wow, we didn't expect any resistance, so we're going to test you here, but we're not so indentured here that we can't GTFO if this goes sideways for us. And there's like the one lady running the uh, the one casino, and it's kind of like I don't know if she's on his side or not. Um, she seems just like a femme fatale, so uh, yeah, I really don't know who's going to be doing what here. Endless possibilities in Star Wars. Also, for the record, I love the mayor and his and his oh my God, majordomo yeah. only because my favorite thing is when they brought that assassin back, and then he gets shot by him like. Well, as you know, he's a terrible criminal. We can't let them be on this planet. Yeah, but you hired him. I didn't say that. I just killed him, which works out for me. And work- He's a Palpatine. He's a guy who's like, whether you pick A or B, I still win. Yeah. And I love that kind of character because it's such a Star Wars character to me of the person who thinks they hold all the cards and mostly do because their goal is to survive, not do anything necessarily grand or grandiose. They just want to be here. Yeah. Big Fortuna was that. Oh no, Jabba's dead. And I uh, happen to not be on the sail barge. I guess I'll, I'll sit here now. This is nice. 
Like, I love schemey little characters. Yes, absolutely. And give me more Ithorians with vocabularies. Oh, that made me so, so happy. It's so fun to see. The voice he has is very fun, too. Yes. It's very not expected. And it makes the precision, the very tactful speech he's, like, mm-hmm. conversations he's having, feel that much more, like, thought out and methodical and perfectly chosen words. Yeah, and threatening in a certain way. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I like this show. <laughs> Despite everything I just said, I do. Well, yeah, because it's Star Wars, and we still like Star Wars at the end of the day, almost no matter what. Almost no matter what. It's it's pretty good yeah. stuff. And and we're gonna keep talking about it because we got a whole new year. A yeah. whole new year of new Star Wars and it's gonna be great. But I think we've said enough for one week, so I'm Mac. And I'm Ross. Until next Wednesday. This production is not endorsed by any other property and is the sole responsibility of Mac Purvis III, Ross Greco, and those involved in its production. It is meant for entertainment purposes only. Other than content provided by this production's providers, all music, music clips, sound bites, rights are reserved, and their respective owners have not endorsed any aspect of this show. Copyright 2022.